Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. So, we are starting a new series today titled, As in Heaven. As in Heaven. We got a slide. And we are going to look at finding God's perfect will. Hmm. Right? There is a way to get God's will in our lives. That's good news, right? Don't you want God's will? <laughs> there is also a way to miss God's will. And I don't want to miss it. Amen? We can miss God's will, but we can get it too. So we're going to be looking at how to get God's will, how to find God's will, how to get into God's perfect will, as in heaven, right? Remember, G, we're going to get into it, but Jesus prayed. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that's where the title came from. But we're going to be looking mainly at God's will. What is God's will? How are we going to find it and, and how we get into it? And uh, so we're going to discover a lot about God's will. And God's will is very, very important. Amen? You excited about this? All right. Let's start in Romans chapter 12. Very familiar Verses here, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed We've talked about that many times. That's the word metamorpho in the Greek. Metamorphosized like a caterpillar to a butterfly. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's some good news. We can find the the will of God. And notice here. He says, don't be conformed to the world. Don't be conformed to the world system. The world system is going downstream. And they, I call it the, the uh, Sin River. <laughs> we got the Columbia River right here. Right? There is a Sin River. And the world just goes right down that stream. Right down that river. In fact, that's easy to do, right? Easy to go downstream. You ever been? We were just on a lake in, in a little uh, uh, paddle boat thing, whatever you call that thing. And <laughs> we would start going downstream. That's easy. But you start going upstream. Right? The, pet, the, paddle, the pedal, pedal boat. Ooh, that's tough. But it's easy to go down Sin River. That's easy. Right? The world, they approve of sin. In fact, the, Jesus calls it the, the, the broad road to destruction. Right? It's broad. It's easy. That's easy. There is a broad road that leads to destruction. And Jesus also said there is a narrow, you could say, this is narrow, right? A narrow path that leads to life. And all around that aisle right here, everything else is the broad road. That's easy. But you, if you get on the, the, the uh, right road, the, the road that leads to life, that's where Jesus, that's the will of God. <laughs> I said, that's the will of God. And we're going to be discovering that throughout this series. 
the will of God, the, the life, the road to life, the narrow path to life, right? To live the real Christian life, you, you can't go downstream. You can't go, you can't go downstream with the river that goes downstream. You got to go upstream. If you want to live a real Christian life, you got to go upstream. And that means you don't follow the way of the world. You don't just go along with the world. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the part that people don't like. Right? Going upstream means people, mm, uh, there's going to be some people that don't like you. Going upstream means some people are actually going to hate you. And a lot of people don't like that. And I just want everybody to like me. <laughs> Too bad. If you want to live a real Christian life, everybody is not going to like you. Hello? What, what did they do to Jesus? The man who lived a perfect life. No sin Nothing wrong ever done, and he goes to the cross. Well, that'll tell you, go, that's going upstream, right? <laughs> There's going to be some people that hate you if you go upstream and go against the world. Remember who the God of this world is, right? Remember? Satan. 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. Satan is the God of this world. Now, we know who rules the world overall, who's going to be in control of things forever. But right now, because Adam bowed his knee to Satan, Satan has control. Of, and that's why he could offer Jesus the kingdoms of the world. He said, if you bow to me, I'll give you all the kingdoms. It'll be all yours. You can rule. And he would have ruled for until he died a natural death. Because Jesus would not have lived forever if he had sinned and bowed his knee to Satan. But he could have had the kingdoms under his control for a season. And then he would have died. Because he disobeyed him. He disobeyed the father. He sinned against God. He would not have, he would not have been, uh, uh, he, well, they still might have crucified him, who knows. But he, if he had sinned, he would not have been resurrected and, and forever reign as king of kings and lord of lords. Come on. So people are going to hate you, Right? People are going to think you crazy. <laughs> you study that Bible thing all the time. You, you read the Bible, that old book. Uh, it's alive right now. It's still alive. The words in this book are alive. Yeah, you better study this book if you want to really live. These are spirit words. He said, my words are spirit and they are life. So if we really want life, we get in here. And yeah, we study that book that the world says, and that's just an old history book. That doesn't have anything good in it. No, it's full of life. Come on. People are going to think you're crazy. You still believe that book? Yep, still believe it. Come on. I know some of you have heard, heard you've been... Uh, 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 Persecuted, right? For believing, for, for going to church. Come on, you, you go to church every Sunday? Isn't that kind of old school? <laughs> yeah, it's old school. It's right school. It's good school. because It's the best school, amen? Because <laughs> you, you hear the word, you're with the body, you fellowship with the body. Come on now. And you learn the word and you grow up in Christ. 
The Bible says don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. The Bible says submit to your spiritual elders. It's like, I always say people, don't, they say, oh, well, we don't need church. They say, well, then how do you have any spiritual elders in your life? Hmm? Hello? No, they just want to do what they want to do. <laughs> they don't want to submit to any spiritual authority. Well, we submit to spiritual, I submitted to spiritual authority for years. And it's only good. It only brought me good things. It only brought me correction that I needed. It only helped me get on the right path. That's why we have spiritual leaders. That's why God, that's why Jesus gave spiritual leaders to the church, right? And we, we talked about last week. He gave gifts unto the body, pastors, evangelists, teachers, prophets, apostles. Why? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry. We, we, we're, we're equipping the saints for the work of the ministry to, to help the body grow up into maturity. And, and, and we feed the sheep because sheep need feeding, right? I need feeding too. I'm a sheep, but I'm also a pastor. So I feed the sheep. I get fed too. Amen. I get fed. I get fed. I go on and get fed. I, I find someone I really, I have several ministers that I love to get fed by. Amen. So we got to grow up. People think you're crazy. You study the Bible. You go to church. You love Jesus. Oh, you love that Jesus you can't see? Well, I've had people, many people say, you still believe in that Jesus? In fact, it happens quite often. Someone will say online or something, you still, I mean, Jesus doesn't even exist. How do you even believe in him? I'm like, <sighs> well, here we go, right? Time to preach. <laughs> I get to preach. Woo! Well, people, people can believe what they want, amen? They're going to believe what they want. We know that. We know that very well. But our job is to preach the truth. We've received the truth. We're living in the truth. We're living in Christ. And now we want someone to join in with us. We want someone else in the family of God with us. We want someone to come into the family of God with us. So we tell someone else. Now, we, we can present all of the evidence. We can present all of the truth that we possibly can. But in the end, of course, they have to receive and even if the Spirit of God convicts them of sin, righteousness, and judgment, and they know that they know God is real, they still have to receive Him. They still have to say, okay, yes, He's real, and they have to go the next step, right, and say, Jesus is Lord. The devils believe in God, and they tremble. James tells us that. Devils believe in God. But I believe in God, so I'm going to make heaven. No! The devils believe in God. They, they, they've seen God in action many times, right? The devil's seen God in action. They know more about God than most Christians know. Come on. They have seen God in action for hundreds of years. They know what God can do. And they know God is real, but we have to receive that. So we are telling people how to receive the love of God. Receive what God has done for us. Receive what Jesus has done for us. And when you do that, often people think you're crazy. Again, what am I talking about? I'm talking about going upstream. <laughs> yeah, glory. I'm talking about going upstream. If we're going upstream, the world says, Woo, you little, you little crazy. No, we're just loving God and loving people and loving God and loving people. That's all we do. That's all we do. 
Well, you're crazy. No, we love God. We love people. That's what we do. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very demonic, isn't it? I mean, I've, I've told you stories before. Things online I've seen, you know, uh, guys talking about God online. We, we, we'd probably have it too on our, our YouTube if we had it open for comments. We have, we have it open for comments, but the comments are held for review. <laughs> you can understand why, right? Because I've seen on YouTube lives when someone's preaching, this person needs to be hung up. This person needs to be killed. This person is crazy. This person is an idiot. This person needs to go to prison this, for preaching what I'm preaching. Come on now. You see why you take the, you take the narrow road, you're going upstream. And a lot of people ain't going to like you. But if you want to truly follow God, right, you want to be a true follower of Jesus, you're going to have to go upstream. Right? People can act like Christians, but I tell you, they can act like Christians a lot. But if you're going to truly follow God, you will be going upstream. Which goes back to our beginning scripture. Don't be conformed to this world. You will have to be willing to be despised by people. The Bible even says Jesus was despised and rejected by men. Again, the most perfect man that ever walked the earth was despised by many people, hated, totally rejected. You're going to have to take a different route. If, you, if you're going to go upstream, right, then every, it may be everyone around you. I've been in those situations. I, I told you the story. You know, I, I'm working at the uh, post office in Bible school, and I'm, I'm in the data entry uh, putting codes on the mail, right? And I tell you, I was, there was like, I mean, I would guess 200 of us in there at one time, right? And we would work together a lot. Same people all the time, right? Typing, typing for hours. We'd have breaks. I'd talk to people. Whew. I could, I, I mean, I think I found one Christian in that whole place. You're going to have to go upstream. Because I was living the Christian life. I was talking the Christian life. I was living it. I'm talking to them about it. I'm telling them about Jesus. I'm telling them the truth. Come on. But I was going upstream. No one else in there was witnessing to, to anybody. Hello. You're there, you gone home. You're already eating your ham. <laughs> I tell you what, to find God's will, right? To find, we're talking about finding God's will. I know we'll take a lot of rabbit trails. You know me. But we have to have our mind renewed with God's word if we're going to find God's will. That was a good place. Amen. Thank you, youth group. And as we renew our minds, we're going to find God's plan. We're going to find God's will as we renew our mind. We just read it in Romans 12 too, right? 12, 12. Oh, man, I'm popping. Romans 12 too. Come on. And we're going to be doing a lot of renewing of our minds in this series. Well, people believe all kinds of crazy things, right? About God. Why? Because they're thinking wrong. It's called stinking thinking. Come on now. I mean, Christians believe a lot of crazy things. You're like, mm, no, no, that's not right. Let's, uh, let's go back to the Bible. Let's go back to the truth. Come on. Many people believe God does evil. 
God causes accidents. In fact, some people believe God created evil. You're like, oh boy, here we go. Many, yeah, not my God, amen. Many people believe that everything that happens is God's will. Well, I'll tell you what, you want to get messed up real quick. You want to miss God's will completely, believe that. Everything that happens is just God's will because he's sovereign. He's in control of everything. Uh, let's go back to the Bible again. <laughs> Amen. What, what is God's will? Well, we could, say, we could say this for a certain, right? That everyone is saved. Is that happening? No. And we know everyone will not be saved because we know the book of Revelation. And, and the devil and all his, foul, his fallen angels and all those that rejected Christ will be thrown into the lake of fire forever. So that's God's will, right? But I'll tell you what, it's not a happening. I believe, I believe many more will come into the kingdom before the end, amen? But God wants everyone saved. God wants everyone to receive his son, Jesus. God wants everyone to receive his love. God wants everyone in his, his house forever. Right? That's what we're doing when we're getting someone saved. We're getting them out of the devil's house into God's house. Getting them out of the devil's kingdom, which the Colossians says, you've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. So when someone comes into the family of God, God gets them into his house. God gets them into his safe place in him, in Christ, in the ark. Right? We could lose a lot of different illustrations there. But God wants everyone to receive his grace, everyone to receive salvation. That's God's will. And yet it's not happening. Satan is the destroyer, right? We know that from the word of God. If it's destroying, it's not God. If it's killing, it's not God. Satan is the thief. He is the liar. Hello. And Satan loves it when people blame God for his work. He loves it. People blame, blame God for Satan's work all the time. Come on now. He loves it. Come on, people blame God oh, for tornadoes. I had one, one minister I used to follow. <laughs> but every time there was a, I think specifically a hurricane, you know, wherever it was, Texas, Florida, that's where, you, that's where they mainly are, right? Georgia, maybe Alabama, somewhere down there, somewhere down there, North Carolina, South Carolina. Hurricane, right? He'd say, God is judging America. Internationally known minister. And he would say it every time. And I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't follow you. <laughs> God's always judging America when there's a hurricane. They blame it on God. Everything's, why do they call well, insurance, right? Insurance, they call them acts of God. It's like, no. No, <laughs> we don't cover acts of God in our insurance policy. So you got to get extra coverage for that, right? When the earthquake hits, the, the, that's not covered. You got to have special coverage for earthquakes. Because <laughs> they say, well, that's an act of God. Wow, God, well, God did the earthquake, huh? God made the earthquake. Come on now. People blame God for all kinds of things that aren't his fault. Come on. They blame, of course, people blame God for sickness all the time. 
God, God's teaching me something in this, in this. No, no, no. Throughout the word of God, he heals, always heals, heals and heals. He said, I am the Lord that heals thee in Exodus 15, 26. In, in Matthew 8, 17, he says, Jesus took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. In 1 Peter 24, it says, by his stripes, you were healed. The word in the Greek, my, or my, which means physically healed. We could, I mean, I've done many teaching, right? We could teach on that for hours about how God is a healing God. And yet people blame him for disease. It's truly amazing. But if we don't get our minds renewed to the truth, come on, we aren't going to find the will of God. No, usually what happens is people won't learn this, they won't know what God said, and then they end up living in religious traditions. See it all the time. People live in religious traditions all the time. Well, this is what mom did, and this is what dad did, and this is what grandma did, and this is, you know, you're like, oh, really? Is that how you're going to live your life? This is what grandma did? <laughs> what did God say? Come on. What did God say? That's what I want to know. Now, if grandma was a Holy Spirit filled on fire, born again believer, she probably knew some of this right here. <laughs> and thank God you had a born again on fire grandma. Amen. Thank God you had one. But we're not going to live by any man's word. We're going to live by this. We're going to renew our minds to this. We're going to find out what God said. We're going to find the perfect will of God. Amen. Ooh, I'm preaching. Watch out. Uh-oh. All right, let's look at another, let's look at another scripture. Only four more hours to go. Page, page is ready. She says, okay. How about Ephesians 5, 15? See then that you walk Walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Ooh, I want to walk as a wise person. Amen. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Boy, I'll tell you what, if they were evil then, oh, wow. We are in some evil, evil days. Things I never thought I would even see, I am seeing. Things that I, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like every day. Every day, you're like, what? Verse 17, therefore, whenever you find a therefore, find out what it's there for. Therefore, do not be unwise. That's good words right there, right? But understand what the will of the Lord is. Do we need to understand the will of the Lord? Well, how do we become wise? He says, don't be unwise. So we understand the will of the Lord, then we become wise. Wise people want to know God's will. <laughs> wise people not only want to know it, they want to do it. And we are unwise if we do not care what he wants. Come on, saints. We should care what God wants. Amen. We should always care what he wants. God, God's will should be first place. God's will should be top priority. Top priority. If we want to be wise, God's will is top priority. Wise people want God's will. Wise people are going to seek after God's will. 
You find someone who is seeking God's will, who wants God's will, you found a wise person. <laughs> Amen. You find someone who is just lives in religious traditions and then you say, hey, 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 let's find out what God's will is about this. Come on. And you start sharing with them God's will from his word and they say, well, I don't really see it like that. Then you realize you have not found a wise person. And now, now maybe they, they will get wise real soon, amen? Hopefully they'll get wise. And they'll listen to what God said and they'll renew their mind with what God said. But if we want to be wise, if you want to be wise, if I want to be wise, woo, we better seek after his will. Come on now. We got a long ways to go, but we're, we're starting. This is the start, right? Look at Colossians 4.12. Colossians 4.12, uh, uh, of course, the, uh, this is written by Paul. Paul is telling him, Epaphras, who is one of you, to the saints at Coloss, Epaphras, who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you. Oh, I like that word, a bondservant. That just hit me when I read it. A bondservant of Christ. I'm a bondservant of Christ. Come on now. That means, you, that means you belong to him. I mean, you belong to him. Bond servant. I like that. Don't you like that? Ooh, I'm going to do a word study on that. That just hit me. Ooh, I like that. Bondservant of Christ greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers. Come on, Epaphras is praying for the saints at Coloss. And Paul is telling him that, that that, was he praying? That you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Amen. Well, that's a good prayer right there, isn't it? So Epaphras is praying they will stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Well, that tells us something right there. We can find the complete will of God. We can walk in the perfect will of God. I don't know about you, but I want that. We should want that, amen? We should want the will of God. We should want to do the perfect will of God. The complete will of God. The perfect will of God. Come on, all the will of God. <laughs> Come on, when we get to the end, we, we, we have fulfilled all the will of God for our lives. We're not cut short by any accident. We're not cut short by any disease. We, are, we fulfilled the will of God. We fulfilled all the will of God for our life. Come on. Where, where God says, you did it. You finished. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You finished the course. You ran the race all the way to the end. You didn't give up. You didn't quit. You had faith in me all the way. You renewed your mind with my word. You did it. You found my will. You walked in my will. You, you, you did it. You did it. You did it. Come on. That's what we all want to hear. Amen. 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 And he prays here that they find that, that they walk in that. They stand in it. A complete will of God. Woo. Amen. We should pray that. Amen. We can pray that for others. We can pray that for ourselves. Now, let's look at Matthew 6, 10, where we got the title for the series from, Matthew 6.10. Of course, this is what we call the Lord's Prayer. 
and he's teaching on prayer. He, the disciples say, Lord, teach us to pray. And he, he, he says the, what we call the Lord's Prayer. But in there, you can read, you know, you probably know the, most of the Lord's Prayer. But verse 10 says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You've all heard that, I'm sure. And, and Jesus is teaching, right? He's teaching. And he teaches us to pray that God's will is done on earth as in heaven. Now, the, the it is, is actually added by the translators. That's why I took it out for the title. <laughs> A lot of times in Greek, the, you know, the translator will, will, will take the words and say, well, this doesn't quite make sense in English. We need to add a few more words. And if you look at it in the King James or the New King James, this is, I think, you'll see it in italics, right? It is, is, is in italics. And that means the translators added those words. So that's important to know, right? When you study the word. Sometimes you'll be reading, some, you'll be reading along and you'll find something in italics and you take that out and you're like, ooh, now I got revelation. Because <laughs> the words aren't actually there in the Greek. And it makes more sense without the added words. And I like this. I like this without it is. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Come on. I want that. You want that? And he tells us to even pray that. Jesus teaching on prayer says pray that. Well, Jesus wants all the good. Notice I said good. All the good of heaven to be on earth. That's some good news. Amen. God is good. He wants all his goodness on earth. He wants all the goodness of heaven to be on earth. He wants his will, which is good on earth. Come on. That's what God wants. In the end, of course, we know in the end what, what's going to happen. New heavens, new earth. There's going to be new heavens, new earth. And there is only going to be the goodness of God on earth forever. And Jesus will reign forever. And we talked about that several times already this morning, right? Jesus is going to reign forever as King of kings and Lord of lords. At the end of time, when, there's, when, when, when Jesus reigns for a thousand years as king, right? And then comes new heavens, new earth. And God gets it back to the original place, the original state that it was supposed to be in. Woo. Now that's God's will on earth right there. <laughs> right? The finished work, the finished product, the finished. When it's done, right, it is done. Well, right now God wants his will to be on earth. Can you agree with that? Like we're saying, he wants everyone saved. That's his will on earth. That's his will. He, 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 you could not get God more excited than to, to get everyone on earth saved right now. Yeah. <laughs> we get out of here too. <laughs> we got to go be with Jesus. So that's, that's, that's what we were talking about last week, right? Make sure you're doing your job as an ambassador of God. We need to win some more souls for the kingdom because Jesus said when the gospel is preached to the whole world, then the end will come. So we're preaching the good news. We're preaching the truth. We're preaching the gospel that God saves, God heals, and God fills us up with the Holy Spirit. We're not leaving anything out of the gospel. We're not leaving any, out, any of the good news out of the gospel. That's what gospel means, good news. And it is good. But there is, there's nothing bad happening in heaven. Hello? 
Yet people say God is doing bad all the time. No, only good is happening in heaven. Amen. Only blessing is happening in heaven. Only good things are happening in heaven. Come on. Only goodness of God fills heaven. Only the love of God fills heaven. Only righteousness fills heaven. Righteousness fills heaven. Holiness fills heaven. And God's will is that all the good of heaven be on earth. All the will. God's will. All of God's, all of God's good will is to be on earth as in heaven. That's why we titled the series, As in Heaven. And we need to know what God wants. We need to know that God wants heaven on earth. Come on. That's what he wants. And so just by that alone, we know, woo, God wants good things. Because <laughs> there's nothing bad happening in heaven. Are there any murders in heaven? No, 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 no. Is there any stealing in heaven? No. Is there any lying in heaven? And we could go on and on, right? Of all the lies or all the things that go on on earth that aren't in heaven. But God's will is that his, his goodness, his kindness, all his goodness is on earth as in heaven. And so we got to get our minds renewed to God's will. And this is one major reason we need to do that. We can't fight the good fight of faith without knowing the truth without knowing God's will. Come on, let's look at 1 Timothy 6, 12. 1 Timothy 6, 12. Of course, Apostle Paul writing to Timothy. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you also were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. See, it's good to confess Jesus, isn't it? It's good to confess Jesus as Lord publicly. Yes. <laughs> Come on now. And we could go on to that for a while. But we're, we're talking about the good fight of faith, right? We can't fight a good fight of faith if we don't know his will. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Hello? If we don't know what the will of God is, we don't know what to reject. If we don't know what the will of God is, we don't know what to accept. Hello? And we talked a lot about it in the blessing, didn't we? We got to know what to accept. We got to know what to reject. If it's part of the curse... And, and we read Galatians 3.13 for weeks. Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law. If it's part of the curse of the law, we reject it. And what do many Christians do? They receive it. And you're like, no, we don't receive that. That is not that. No, no, that's not that's not the will of God for you. Hello. Come on. We must be fully persuaded about God's will. And this, you know, this goes into a lot of, lot of we're going to cover more tangents as we go. But this go, you know, there's a lot of rabbit trails we could take here. But we've got to know his will. We've got to be fully persuaded about his will and fully persuaded his faith. Remember the few, I don't know, it was during the bus series. I said 100% complete faith is needed. 
Because James said, if a man doubts at all, he will not receive anything from the Lord. So 99% faith is not enough. 100% faith is needed. That is fully persuaded. That is faith. So and technically, until we're into fully persuaded faith, which is faith, fully persuaded is faith, faith is fully persuaded. If we're not there, we're not actually in faith yet. Hello? So God's will must be known and we must be fully persuaded about it. Now, we could get into all kinds of different things in the word about God's will, and we will get into more of that. But I was thinking, you know, also think about this. Remember, the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. We talked about that for weeks also. So the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. And so when God's will is made known to us about our specific life, right, something we are to do, right, I'm thinking of my life, you know, I, I was fully persuaded right, that I was to go into ministry. And if I wasn't fully persuaded, I would not have had the faith to go to Tulsa. <laughs> when I went to Tulsa, I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm going to Tulsa. Why? I mean, Karin was a little shocked. I'm like, I got saved and I'm like, I'm like just on fire for Jesus. And, 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 and she, uh, and uh, not very long after that, I was like, I'm going to Tulsa for Bible school. She, you know, we were dating and she's like, you going to Tulsa? <laughs> Why? Because I was fully persuaded Amen. about God's will for my life. So I was fully persuaded, right? So I had faith to go. I had faith to do it because I was fully persuaded. We got to be fully persuaded about God's will. When we went to Iowa for our first full-time ministry position there, I was fully persuaded. You don't go to Iowa unless you're fully persuaded. <laughs> when, I, when I prayed on my bed and I said, Lord... They want us to come to Iowa. Is that what you want us to do? I need to know your will. Because I, I, I don't know. I want your will. I don't want my will. And on the inside, in my heart, come on, in my spirit man. We talk about the spirit all the time. You got to know what your spirit man is saying. Your, the spirit of God speaks to your spirit. Come on. God speaks to your spirit because he is a spirit. God is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so God spoke to my spirit, man, and said, go. And that one word made me fully persuaded to go to Iowa. And I had complete assurance that God would take care of us in Iowa because I had complete uh, uh, fully persuaded that it was his will. And unless we know it's his will, we aren't fully persuaded, which means we aren't in faith. And that's a dangerous place to be. Come on. We need to be in faith about what we do. I, 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 we can take this along. We can take this all kinds of ways. But, you know, I say, I say, you need to be checking up all the time if it's God's will. I'm talking about going to the store. People are like, well, no, 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 no. Yeah, God can tell you inside, no. 
Not right now. God can say, oh, nope, not right now. Or take a left here. God can say, take a right there. Come on up. That's how the Christian life is supposed to be. Because we have it much better than the old covenant people. Who did not have the spirit of God on the inside. Temples of the Holy Ghost. Temples of God. Temples of the Holy Spirit. Come on. We have God on the inside. So we're supposed to be led by the spirit. Whew, we could go wherever. We could go a lot of long time. Come on now. But we got to know his will. Amen. Fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Come on. If we believe it's God's will for that disease, part, maybe, maybe God is going to teach me something this. Are we going to stand against it fully? No, we've got to stand fully against anything that is not God's will. So you've got to be fully persuaded. Yeah, amen. Hello? We will not fight the good fight of faith against disease. Come on. Against the lies of the enemy. If we believe it's God's will, we've got to be fully persuaded what God's will is. And then when the devil comes in with his lies, when the devil comes in with his junk, we know that's not God. So I'm fully persuaded on, on God's will, and I'm rejecting that. As I said, I've said, that's my first sermon I ever preached. Reject the devil's package. Because UPS comes to the door, not so much anymore. <laughs> now they just drop it on your door, right? You used to sign for everything. You, you, you had to sign. And so you, do, you don't have to accept the package. When they come to the door and say, I got this package for you, you can say, I don't want that package. Take it away. I don't want it. You might, you might see who it's from. <laughs> You're like, oh, I don't want that package. Take it away. Don't want that. <laughs> I, well, we won't go there. <laughs> come on now. We got to know what to receive. We got to know what to reject. That means we got to know God's will. Now, this, this is what we're going to finish today. We got to know the first step. The first step in finding God's will, okay? This is the first step. Without this step, forget it. You're not going to find it. Let's go back to Romans 12.1. We could cover a lot of verses in this thought, but we're just going to uh, cover Romans 12.1 here again. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Well, here we go. The first step in finding God's will is to present our bodies to God as a living sacrifice. Thank you for that one. Amen. Amen. You know what that's going to take? For, for anyone to truly present themselves to God as a living sacrifice to Him? I'll tell you what it's going to take. And this is your first step. This is all of our first step. If we are truly going to find the will of God for our life. It's the word a lot of people don't like to hear. But it's one of the biggest words there is in the kingdom of God. That's a good one. Humility. 
Humble yourselves under the hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. We could go on and on, right, about words, verses about being humble, humility. This goes right along with that. You've got to present your body to God as a living sacrifice. Whoo! I tell you what, a lot of people don't like that. They don't like that at all. <laughs> oh, that takes great humility. That takes an actual bowing of the heart. Not just lip service. Come on now. The first step is to present our bodies to God. And that's only going to be done by humble people. The humble person will die to self. The humble person will live for God. The humble person will sacrifice for God. In fact, the humble person will sacrifice everything for God. The humble person will put God first. Right, we just talked about it, putting God first. Pro first priority. God is first priority. The humble person will find the will of God. Without that step, forget it. Forget it. Come on now. What does the prideful person do? The prideful person keeps seeking their way. You know, we got to sing it, right? I did it my way, the theme song of hell. And then, come on, sing it with me. I did it God's way, the theme song of heaven. What does that involve? Humility. Come on now. The prideful person will live in their sin. They will seek their way and they will stay in their delusion and they will not find the perfect will of God. Not going to happen. Come on now. But the good news is, come on, you want some good news, right? Anyone can choose to humble themselves before the Lord. Anyone. That's some good news. Anyone can choose to humble themselves before the Lord. You're not unqualified, right? I'm not unqualified. No one is unqualified to humble themselves before the Lord. That's good news. That means we can find the perfect will of God. Come on now. Anyone can choose to go completely after God's will. Amen? Anybody can present themselves to God as a living sacrifice, fully committed to him, fully, fully submitted to him, 100% his, bondservant of Christ. Ooh, I like that word. Anybody can do it if they want. Anyone can choose to find the will of God if they really want to. I said if they really want to. They have to really want to. Whew, we could go a long ways down that road. The perfect will of God is something we all need to be finding, right? This is not optional for a sold out on fire believer. Hello, this is not optional. Well, you know, Pastor Vern, he, 
He needs to find the perfect will of God. He's the pastor. <laughs> no, every Christian needs to find the will of God for their lives. Amen. Hmm. And I tell you what, we read Romans 12, right? Romans 12, the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Man, I don't want just the good. I want the perfect. Hallelujah. Well, we, we, the truth is we can be completely in the will of God. That's where I want to be. Amen. That's where you want to be. Completely in the will of God. We can also be completely out of the will of God. You know what the most dangerous place to be on this earth is? Completely out of the will of God. <laughs> That's the most dangerous place we will ever be. Right? Ah, <laughs> uh, whoo! Come on now. When God says, when God says go to Iowa, and you say, no, not going there. Whoo! That's not good. <laughs> Amen. It, the most, the safest place to be is right smack dab in the middle of the will of God. Amen. I know this. I've lived this. This is, that is the safest place to be. No matter what it looks like on the outside around you. Come on. When you're in the middle of the cornfields and you think, how did I get here? How in the world did I get here? What in the world is happening? And you are in the best place you could possibly be in. Because you are in smack dab right in the middle. Right in the middle. Like this, this little button on here, right? Right in the middle of God's will. Smack dab. Perfect. Right where God wanted you to be. Right at that time in history. Exactly right there. He didn't want you here. He didn't want you there. He didn't want you over there. He didn't want you over here. He didn't want you up here. He wanted you right there. And you're right there. Woo, that's the best place to be. Come on. I have a friend who's in India, missionary in India. Been there for years now. Back when I was in Bible school, he was just going to India then. And he went based on the will of God known to him. God said, go to India. And he's like, okay. Knows nobody in India. Gets off the plane and people start greeting him and welcoming him into their homes. He knows nobody in India. And now he has a several, well, he has an orphanage. Orphanage, I say right. He's got like a hundred kids that he takes care of. He's got a church. He pastors all kinds of people in India. Why? Because he found the perfect will of God. He found where he was supposed to be. Come on now. That's what I want to find. I want to be smack dab right in the middle of that. Right, right on the pinpoint. <laughs> right, right in the middle of that dot. I want to be right there. That's the perfect will of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And we're going to find, we're going to find a lot of stuff as we go in God's will. But we also have to understand that God has a, a specific will for our lives. You know, this is, this is a whole thought I just thought of. You know me. 
I get all, I get all these rabbit trails. But, you know, I, I served at a church for, in Vancouver for, I don't know, years. I don't even know how long I was there, right? Years. After I got saved, went to Bible school, came back, helped in that church for years. In fact, the pastor is going to retire here in September. We're going to his celebration retirement party. His son's taking the church. Or, you know, going to, going to lead pastor. And, uh, but it's just thinking about this being smack dab in the will of God, right? Smack dab in the perfect will of God. You know, I, I went to that church for years and years and years and helped and served. And, and, and many times, you know, you're like, eh, maybe we'll find a new church. I'm not sure if we're, you know, I'm not sure if this is, you know, not sure. You know, so we started thinking about this or thinking about that, moving here, moving there, going to a different church. You know, different thoughts cross your mind, right? If you're human. If you're human, that happens, right? So different thoughts are going to come your way. But, this is my point. Deep down inside, I knew that I was smack dab in the perfect will of God. Right? Even, I've told you stories, you know, I got mad at the pastor about this, or I got mad about that, and, and, I, and I did some stupid things, right? Oops, I'm not supposed to say that word. <laughs> I'll get in trouble later. Karin, sorry. You know, you do dumb things. Uh, but I was submitted to that spiritual authority. I was submitted to that body. I was submitted. I was helping. And I knew I was smack dab on the perfect will of God. So even though when the thoughts came, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. Right? We stayed. We were the faithful ones. We were the faithful ones. And we kept being faithful. We kept being faithful. We kept being faithful no matter what. We were faithful. Come on. Why? Because we knew we were smack. We knew we were in the will of God. Yeah, the thoughts came. Do that. Do this. Go there. But we, we stayed faithful. And I can guarantee you 100%, 150, there's no city, 100% that I'm standing here today. Because I stayed in the smack dab middle will of God. No matter what thought came my way, no matter what the, the, the devil wanted to bring my way, no matter what, right? Why? Because I had it settled on the inside. I was fully persuaded. I was in the will of God. And if you're fully persuaded, ooh, you don't move off. You stay on the pinpoint. And when the cornfields are surrounding you, you say, I'm in the will of God. I know it. My eyes are telling me something different. But my spirit on the inside is saying, you just do what you're doing. You stick right to it. You just keep doing it. You stay faithful. You just keep doing it. You just keep doing that right there. You're in the smack dab middle will of God. Don't move. Don't go to the left. Left, right. I don't know which way. You don't go to the left. Don't go to the right. You stay right there in the middle of the will of God. 
And I'll take care of it because right now you're humbling yourself before me. You're doing what the word says and you are humbled before me and you have bowed your heart before me. You have bowed your knees before me. And so you are in my perfect will. Stay right there and I'll take care of you and I'll exalt you in due time. I'll get you to where you need to be. I'll get you right where you need to be if you just stay where you're supposed to be. Who glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. I'll tell you what. Uh, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. The happiest place to be is smack dab in the middle of the will of God. Not Disneyland, not Hawaii, not the Bahamas. Come on. The best place to be is smack dab in the middle of the will of God. Whether it's in India, whether it's in Ilwaco. Don't you like to say Ilwaco? Isn't that a great name? You know what the original name of Waka was? You know already. You know? It was Unity. It's on, the, it's on one of those signs on the Long Beach boardwalk. It says the original name of Waka was Unity. I'm like, no, oh, that was a good name. But I like a Waka. You know what a Waka means? Where the river comes out. I like that too. Because... In Iwako, the Spirit of God flows in this place and the river is going to flow out of this place into this peninsula and the river of God will flow out of here in Iwako. Yes. Come on now. The river of God, the river of the life of God flowing out of you and flowing out of me as we do our job as ambassadors of the kingdom. Just like we talked about last week, right? We are out there as rivers of living water. We've got the spirit of God. We've got the life of God to share with the people around us. Come on now. And it's going to take you and me to do it. But as I said last week, whoo. Ooh, if we do it, watch out. Amen? If we do our job, watch out. But we got to do our job. And part of our job right here, we're learning today, is humbling ourselves before God. Come on now. If we truly want God's will, come on. If we truly want God's will, we have to truly, actually, truly want it on the inside, in the bottom of our hearts, in the bottom, the depths of our soul. You cannot trick God. Don't try and trick God. It's not going to work. Well, I, I am really committed to the things of God. But deep down there, eh, about 60% committed. Anybody can talk, right? Talk is cheap, right? Oh, I, I am on fire for Jesus. Down there, 72%. <laughs> Come on now. We're not going to trick God, are we? No. God knows what our heart says. God knows exactly what our heart is saying. And a humble heart will find the will of God. So we got to have that humble heart that bows before God. We've got to have the humble heart that actually wants the will of God, that doesn't want to play lip service, that doesn't want to play religion, that doesn't want to have a form of Christianity, but deny the power thereof. We, we, we got to want what God wants. We got to be filled up with him. We got to be filled up with his truth. We got to be filled up with the spirit. We got to be filled up with Jesus. We got to be filled up as he wants, as his will is. 
We got to want it all. Deep in our heart, we've got to want what God wants for our lives. We can't want a little bit of the world and a little bit of God, and then a little bit of the world and then a little bit of God. We got to say, God, I'm all in for you. Whatever you want is what I want. Woo, he's preaching. Watch out. Come on. When our heart is truly submitted, humbled before God, come on, we are on the right path to God's perfect will. Perfect. Perfect. But our heart has to be totally submitted, completely surrendered, completely, completely, fully persuaded. Not a half-heartedness, not a three-quarters-heartedness. Come on. 100% humbled before God that whatever he wants is what I want. Come on. Don't think you're going to find God's will if you're not going to submit fully to him. That's the first step. That is the first step. That's the first step. Well, you know, I'm just, you know, you know, just. No, that is the first step. Your heart has to bow before the Lord and say, whatever you want. Has to be that way. That's the only way. And so without that first step, Without the first step, we're, we're, we're finding the will of God. We're finding what God's will is. Without the first step of truly humbling our hearts before God, it's not going to happen. We aren't going to find the perfect will of God for our lives. So I simply ask you today, are you fully submitted to God? And only you can answer that, right? I can't answer it for you. What would Paul say? He said, judge yourself lest you be judged. So we have to judge our heart. And we have to say, am I fully submitted to God? Is my heart completely his? Am I truly bowed low before him? Am I walking in humility towards God? Or am I basically doing things my way? Basically following the world system. Basically going downstream. Or do I really truly want to go upstream? Do I really truly want to take the narrow road to life? Because I'll tell you what, it's going to come. If you, if you choose the narrow road to life... The persecution will come. The people that hate you will come. The people that despise you will come. You will lose family members out of your life. You will lose friends out of your life. And if that is holding you to the world, you will stay with the world. But if you say, Jesus, I am completely yours. I am taking the narrow road. Then you have to make that 100% complete humility before God and bow down before him and say, I am yours. And that, my friends, my brothers, my sisters, is the only way you're going to find the perfect will of God. Amen. Whoo! Hallelujah. So I ask you today, are you fully bowed down, humble before your God? 
is his will first priority? Is his will what you want more than anything? Judge yourself. Because I'll tell you what, we know the warnings in Scripture, and we know what Jesus said to the lukewarm. We know, we know what's coming. And we know that those who do not know God, do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, will receive the vengeance of God. We know the lukewarm will be spit out. We know the foolish virgins and the wise virgins. The foolish virgins did not have their lamps full of oil and the door was shut and they could not enter. The wise virgins had their, had their lamps full of oil and they went into the presence of God and the door was shut forever. Come on. The truly humble heart. Come on, is foley with the wise virgins. Full of God, full of the oil of God, full of Jesus, full of the Spirit, seeking Him, seeking His will, putting Him first, not in second, not in third, not in fourth. He is first priority. Hallelujah. Father, we, we want to put you first in everything. We want you to be first. You belong in first place. You belong in first place in all of our lives. We humble ourselves before you, Father. If you want to right now, I'm not making anybody do anything. You can do it if you want. You can kneel. You can come up front. You can just sit there, whatever you want. The main thing is that you're humbling your heart before God. If you want to kneel, that's fine. I'd like to kneel before God. Because I'll tell you what, a, a humble person can kneel before God. And it's a position of the body that says, my heart is humbled before you, Lord. Just take, a, just take a few moments here. Just a few moments. You and God. And see what he says. About your heart.
believe this is some hearts today are making a change and submitting fully to him and that's what God wants and that's really all that God asks for from us is that we're fully submitted to him fully on his team fully allegiant to him fully loyal to him and just want his will to be done on earth as in heaven as in my life as in heaven God has a plan God has a blueprint for our lives God has something for us to do on this earth and the humble heart will find it it may take a while it may take years I took years before I went into where I thought I was supposed to be what I thought I was supposed to be doing but the Lord said just stay faithful just humble before me again just stay humble before me just stay humble before me submit to me again be faithful to me again and no matter how long it takes you say I'm on the narrow road no matter who hates you you say I'm on the narrow road to life I'm serving Jesus till the end I have a prayer here if you want to pray this from your heart today Heavenly Father I humble myself before you I want your will I submit myself to your will I know your will is the best place to be. I know your will is the safest place to be. I know you have good plans for me. I am completely yours. Show me your plans. Show me your will. I will be obedient to do what you want. You come first in my life. Not movies, not entertainment, not sports. You are my first priority. Show me everything that you want me to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. That's a prayer of humility. A prayer that you want God's will. And if you pray that from your heart, He is answering. Amen. Hallelujah. I always like to end with a call for salvation. This is, this is the first step into Christ. We just talked about the first step into the perfect will of God for a believer. But if you're not a believer yet, you're not in Christ, you've got to come into Christ first. Because anybody who's not in Christ is not a child of God yet. People say everyone's a child of God. No. Jesus said to the Pharisees, you are of your father, the devil. And, and the John 1 tells us he gave us the right to become children of God. He gave everyone on this earth the right to become a child of God. So you have the right to become a child of God if you so desire. And God won't make anybody do anything. He will never make anybody do anything. All he does is present the truth, present the facts, present what he said, present the truth, right? God is the truth. And this is 
the truth that we're looking at right now, Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. No one will enter God's presence without forgiveness of sin. The wage of that sin is death. That means eternal death, separation from God forever. But the gift of God, the good news is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He paid the price in full. He took the punishment we deserved. He took the curse we deserved. He took it all upon himself that, so that we could have life and have life more abundantly. And we could come into God's family. And then we always talk about Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart, fully persuaded. That's what believe is in your heart. That is, that is faith. Believe in your heart. God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. We get fully persuaded on the inside. We have faith in our hearts. And faith needs to be activated. Faith needs to be spoken out of our mouths. Faith, Paul said, we believe and therefore we speak. And that's how we activate faith. Right? If someone is not willing to say, Jesus is Lord. That's a problem. That's a problem, right? That means they are not a child of God. Because a child of God has no problem saying, whoo, Jesus is Lord. In fact, we could say it all day long and be happy. <laughs> Jesus is Lord, yeah, whoo. JJ, dynamite. Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Lord. Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus delivers, Jesus sets free. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but through him, narrow path. Jesus is the way, the truth. There is no other, there is no other road to God's house than Jesus' road. It is narrow, but I'll tell you what, yeah, you're gonna fight, you're gonna fight the world as you go down that narrow path. You're gonna have persecution as you go down that narrow path. You're gonna have people leave your life, you're gonna have people hate you, you're gonna have people despise you. But in the middle of that narrow road, as you're down walking down the perfect will of God, you're gonna be the happiest person around. Come on. Why? Because you're full of God, you're full of love, you're full of the Holy Ghost. How did how did Stephen, when he's being stoned to death, say, Father? Don't lay this sin to their charge. Come on. He was walking down the narrow path and he was being persecuted. Come on. He was being despised and hated, yet he walked down the narrow path. He was smack dab in the perfect will of God. Because, you know, Jesus' perfect will is right there. I mean, you know, not that cross. His per the perfect will of God for Jesus was crucifixion. So he had to humble himself, didn't he? Because I'll tell you what, our flesh does not want to do what God wants. So he had to humble himself and his flesh had to go on that cross. One of the greatest acts of humility you will ever make is Romans 10, 9. Because you have to bow before God to do that. You have to bow your heart to do that. Come on now. To confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart and give your all to him. Give your 100% to him. Become completely allegiant to him. That's the only way. Amen? That's the only way into real salvation. When I, when I bowed my knee at the age of 19, I bowed my knee and I told you, I don't know if it was last week, a couple weeks ago, I said when I bowed my knee and I prayed 
to receive Jesus as Lord, I knew I was changed forever. I knew this was not a try this thing, this try this faith thing, try this Jesus thing, try this God thing. I was completely committed to him forever. And that's the way to come into real Christianity. Not false Christianity, not, not going to church, not putting on a face, not putting on a, not putting on a religion, but truly coming into the body of Christ, truly being born again in your spirit and your spirit coming alive unto God and you having fellowship now with God. The creator of all things is your God. He's your heavenly father and you can talk to him. But the step you have to take, if you want to really take a step of faith, if you really want to be a Christian, if you really want to be in God's family, you've got to confess Jesus is Lord from your heart. If that's you today, whether you're here, you're online, lift a hand to heaven and say, dear God in heaven, I repent of all works of darkness. I want nothing to do with the kingdom of darkness. I want into your kingdom, Father. I know the only way in is through Jesus. I believe Jesus died for me. He rose again. He's seated at your right hand. And I confess Jesus is Lord. Jesus, you're my Lord forever. You're my Savior forever. And I am yours forever. Teach me, Heavenly Father, your ways. Show me your will. Show me your ways. I will walk in them and I will do them. Thank you for making me a new creation in Christ. Thank you for bringing me into your family. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If that was you today and you prayed that for the first time from your heart and you want to get busy for the Lord, you want to be a fruitful Christian, you want to do something for Jesus, I tell people, first of all, be bold about your faith. Put it on your social media. Tell someone, Jesus is my Lord. <laughs> get on your social media. Go down to SIDS. Tell someone. Amen. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father which is in heaven. But if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father which is in heaven. It's very important we confess publicly. Secondly, devour the Word of God. We talked a lot about that already today, but we got to get in here. We got to know what God's will is. Devour this. Thirdly, be involved in an on fire church. Don't be in a lukewarm church in these last days. Find a church that is on fire, full of the Holy Ghost, full of the power of God, full of the Spirit of God. Come on, you're in one. Because <laughs> the body needs you and you need the body. Boy, we go off there a long time. Fourthly, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's part and parcel of Christianity. And Jesus said, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you will receive power to be witnesses unto me. So if you want the power to be a witness, you got to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Fifthly, start serving in the body of Christ. Don't just be a talker, be a doer, because the greatest in the kingdom of God is the servant of... That's pretty weak, I heard it right here. I mean, I mean, the greatest in the kingdom of God is the servant of... Thank you. 
Sixthly, during your day, worship, praise, and pray as much as possible. Don't forget about God. Talk to God. Worship God. Praise God. Thank God. Give praise to Jesus. Talk to Him. Pray to Him throughout your day. Have fellowship with God. Talk to God. And Why? Because you're developing your relationship with Him. Seventh, never forget that you now belong to God. You are a bondservant of Christ. It's not my way any longer. It's his way. And anything he says goes. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for what you've done for us through Christ our Lord. We thank you for the blood of the Lamb. We thank you for forgiveness of sin. We thank you for the Spirit of God leading us and guiding us. We thank you, Lord, you're with us. You'll never leave us nor forsake us. We are more than conquerors through you. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you for your written word. We thank you for speaking to us today. We thank you for ears to hear today. I thank you for words from heaven today. I don't take any credit. I don't take any glory. Because I know without you, I, I deserve hell forever. But I know because of you, because of my Lord Jesus, I am saved, I am forgiven, and I have a home with you forever. So we, we, we don't take any glory here. We turn back as we said we would and we give all the glory, all the honor, all praise to our great God forever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-I-C- B-I-B-L-E dot org. We hope you join us again next week.